I'm Aaron Fowler and welcome to another episode of the Disability Sports Podcast. Thank you to everyone who has listened to the podcast so far. If you can please subscribe to the podcast and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the Disability SP. As our audience grows, this will enable us to attract bigger and better guests. My guests this week are Danielle and Tom from the Croissant Warriors. I spoke to them about a game called Showdown, which is fairly new to the UK. This is a game they hope to grow in the future and to potentially compete in international tournaments. Here is the interview and I hope you enjoy listening. Hello, uh, Danielle and Tom. Um, Welcome uh, to the podcast. How are you both? Yeah, pretty good. Thank you. Yeah, I'm great. Thank you very much. Tom's pretending he can't speak anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, uh, Danielle, I wonder if we could just start with yourself. Um, Just wondered if you could start off by um, introducing yourself. Yeah, so my name is Danielle Cleary. Um, I am totally blind and I approached Aaron about Showdown because it's not very widely known about in the UK. So I thought, well, do you know what? I think it's time to change that. So here we are. Okay, and uh, how about yourself, Tom? Uh, yep, so my name's Tom, or Tommy Britton, if you want to be really uh, official. Um, I'm visually impaired, and I currently coach at Croissant Warriors uh, Showdown Club. Cool. Um, so I guess uh, my first question is, uh, what is Showdown? Uh, so Showdown is a table sport, which is played on a table which is about 3.6 metres long by about 1.2 metres wide. In the middle of the table, there is a perspex screen, which the ball has to travel under to get to the opponent's goal. So basically, it's a goal scoring game uh, with a few little twists along the way. Um, It's played fully shaded, so nobody can see the ball, the table, what's going on. So you have to completely rely on your hearing and score as many goals as possible and try and get your opponent to concede as many points as possible. So it's good fun. And how do you win a game? Is it the first to a set number of points or is there a time period that the game is played over? So it's it's first to 11 points. Um, the goals are worth two points and the fouls that are committed are worth one point. Uh, so yeah, it's first to 11, but there must be a two clear point lead. So for example, if you've got a score of 11-10, then you have to play on until it's at least sort of 12-10. And is it um, like in tennis, obviously you have uh, game sets and ma- to, to win a match. Is that the same with um, showdown? Yeah, so um, there's usually three sets for a showdown game. Um, so first two sets would win. And um, Danielle, how did you first get involved with the game? So I, um, Chris at Warriors also is a goalball club. Um, primarily it was a global club first. Um, I, as I said, am totally blind and I have a 10-year-old daughter who is sighted. Uh, she tried goalball at a taster session, which was done at my local sight loss charity um, because they have a children and young people's project, which they do activities for, um, do trips in the holidays and stuff like that. Um so it's primarily, it was started for kids with visual impairments, but then after a bit of chat and backwards and forwards, it was sort of then expanded to, um, you know, children who have visually impaired parents as well. So she tried goalball 
um, and really, really loved it, which I was really surprised about because obviously I think as as someone who cited putting on an eye shade is, is probably quite nerve wracking and especially for a child. Um, but she sort of said, you know what, mum, she said, no, I kind of understand a little bit what it's like to be you. Um, and she said, I, I want to go to Goldball. So I took her along to Goldball uh, last September, uh, 20, yeah, 2021. And she has been playing ever since. Um, Tommy and Robin, who is the club owner, you know, they were on at me. They're like, why won't you play Goldball? Um, and I was just like, well, um, well, quite honestly, I was really, really shy and really, really nervous. Um, I didn't have a very good experience at school with sports. Um, I was also bullied a lot at school. So even though I went to a school for kids with visual impairments and other people were playing goalball, I was never really playing how. Um, so it sort of took me four months of getting to know the wonderful people at Cross Up Warriors and, and getting to a point where I felt like I could trust them and felt like I could be who I was rather than what I felt like people expected me to be. Um, and Erin played her first tournament match in January this year. And obviously I went with her and watched and cheered on the Warriors. And I was just like, you know what, why am I not doing this actually? Um, so at the end of January, I sort of started playing goalball um and then sort of a couple of months went by and then Tommy mentioned that you know they had these showdown tables and Erin was like I want to go and try that Erin's my daughter and you know I was interested as well so I just thought yeah you know what um goalball was a really great thing for us to be able to do together and you know showdown was just an extension of that really so she loves goalball she loves showdown I love them both too it's something that we can do together where you know we you know, doesn't matter that I can't see and it doesn't matter that she can because actually neither of us can when it comes to it. And it's just really, really good fun and really great bunch of people who, you know, gave me the time that I needed to become, you know, sort of confident enough to to give things a go. And I'll never forget that, honestly. Brilliant. And I, I think one of the best things that you've just mentioned there is about finding uh games and sports that uh you and your daughter can both uh you know partake in um and both enjoy which is you know lovely to hear um tom um i just wondered if you could tell us a bit about um croix warriors so you guys have uh mentioned them a couple of times sounds like uh, you do goalball and um showdown as well whereabouts in the country are they based um so as the name might suggest we're based in croydon and we originally started sort of covering the croydon and sutton era back in 2014 um, where to start off with we was literally just a social group offering sort of a little bit of physical activity for visually impaired people um, I myself was a inverted commas service user if you like I was a player to start with um, and there were just three of us at the time and we enjoyed what we'd done we made the sessions more regular we found out about a, a tournament structure um, to the National League we entered absolutely battered in the first season by everybody <laughs> sort of really did light a fire underneath us and we started to do our sessions more and more regular started to open it up and we went from a social club to a sports club if you like and then we just grew and grew and grew um, to the point where from a goalball perspective we now have or have had teams at every level nationally we've won medals and trophies and competitions uh, accolades individual honours I mean, we we really are. I'm gonna I'm gonna blow our own trumpet a little bit here and uh, quote what uh, Goldwell UK the, the uh, governing body said to us uh, when they said uh, we're one of their flagship clubs now. So um, 
yeah, we've we've really grown from from nothing to to really something. Um, so that's the global side of things. Um, Robin Faulkner, the chairman, he has always had this itch, if you like, that wouldn't go away about showdown. Um, and he kept mentioning and mentioning and mentioning. And then um, one day he had access to showdown tables and he was like, yeah, I knew this was brilliant. We, we need to start doing this. He bought a couple of tables. Um, we started to play. I mean, again, it was just for fun to start off with. And then we popped over to um Prague to have a look at one of the European competitions and we were like this is incredible this needs to be brought this needs to be shown to our country you know the UK um so yeah from there we started putting on re regular sessions with a view to sort of entering competitions as well um later on as and when players are ready so what year was it roughly that you brought showdown over to the UK um so it was actually a couple of years ago pre-covid uh the tables arrived and we had this sort of urge to sort of push it out there and we started doing a couple of sessions um and then yeah covid hit and everybody really knows the story of covid and what happened and um lockdown wasn't just for people and their their social lives it's also for showdown tables which had to be locked up so um yeah eventually we got them back out as soon as we could really as soon as uh the the laws and, and the um, restrictions allowed um and we, we started playing again so you you could argue we've been doing showdown for about two or three years um however a big chunk of that was covid so you know on and off if you like and do you guys know where showdown was first invented yeah so showdown was invented by a canadian man blind canadian man who wanted to find something um that could be played sort of independently of um, you know, sighted participants. Um, not to say that obviously sighted participants couldn't play. Um, I'm a little bit confused about this, I'm not going to lie, because when I originally looked up um, how Showdown came about, I read that it was in the 1960s. But since then, I've actually read that actually it wasn't that, it was 1977. Um, so the man's name was Joe Lewis, um, and he had help from another Canadian uh, totally blind and he was also a totally blind man he was also an athlete um, called Patrick York um, they designed the table together um, sort of invented as it were you know the the protection like so the gloves that you wear the, the bats that you use that are kind of like paddles um, and yeah and eventually they got the table designed and, and ready and ready to go and the first table game was played I believe in 1980 Oh, and it sounds like the game is uh, quite similar to uh, air hockey. Is that a, a fair comparison? I'm going to give that one to Tommy because having been blind all my life, I've never actually played air hockey. So I don't know, but I've heard that too. Okay. Um, yeah, so that, that's, that's yeah, very, very fair to be fair. <laughs> um, for those of, of the listeners who are blind, uh, air hockey is played on a flat table with little jets of air that are fired up. Uh, from the table surface and you have like a plastic or a rubber puck which captures the air and it floats across the, the sort of air cushion if you like and you use a uh, round bats or round paddles and there are goals at each end the table has uh, curved edges and a slightly raised edge does that sound familiar Danielle yes it does very familiar <laughs> yeah. without yeah, so the that... air obviously <laughs> absolutely, absolutely so that's the concept of the uh the showdown table as well so 
yeah, to call it air hockey uh, is not too far away. Air hockey also has a net that the puck has to travel underneath. And as Danielle mentioned, uh, our showdown table has the uh, screen in the centre where the ball has to pass underneath. Um, okay, brilliant. And uh, with Croix Up Warriors, how many people uh, come along to play showdown? Um, yeah, I mean, I go with yeah, you can do, yeah. Okay, sorry, Danielle, sorry. No, you're okay. um, yep, so... Croissant Warriors, I mean, we are currently the only club in the country that actually offers showdown. Um, and under our banner at Croissant, we have sort of over 30 players who all have access to showdown. Um, and it could be a mixed bag. Sometimes we have really quiet sessions, sometimes really, really busy sessions. Um, I mean, that's not to say that showdown is very, very small. Um, there is the aim of building a team GB for the Ipsa World Games next year. Um, and we are currently talking with three other locations to begin clubs in other places around the UK. So we do believe that the, the fuse, if you like, has been lit uh, for showdown. We're just waiting for the um, the explosion, if you want to call it that, uh, of participants to just grow and grow and grow. Brilliant. And, and also, for anyone who's... Sorry, Daniel, go on. <laughs> I think also, you know, it, it's, it's really worth saying that, that there's a lot of interest out there um, but it's the simple fact of, you know, the location of the club and the location of the people that are interested and them not being able to travel, you know, to us because they're so, so far away. I haven't come across anybody really who has tried showdown and, and sort of said, no, I hate this. Do you know what I mean? Like they they might say, oh, do you know what, after a few games, you know what, maybe this is not for me, but it's still a good game. And, you know, it gets really competitive. It, it's just it's a lot of fun. It really is a lot of fun. And as you mentioned um, a few minutes ago, Tom, um, for anyone who's listening who's not familiar with the Ipsa World Games, uh, that's the International Blind Sports Association uh, World Games. So uh, I think it's held every four years, um, I think I'm right in thinking. And I believe next year it's going to be held in Birmingham. Um, so quite an exciting opportunity, mm-hmm. obviously, if there is a GB team to be able to play on home soil. Um, are either of you guys you know, hopeful of making the team for that? Never say never. Yeah. Um, I've struggled with imposter syndrome all my life and never believing that I'm good enough. So um, it's 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 a it's a funny one for me to contemplate. But you know, if if I can get to that point, then I would I would certainly never turn down the opportunity because it would just be amazing. I've never had a good relationship with sport, so you know, to 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 be able to do something and actually achieve you know anything at all from it is is just something that I never ever thought would be possible so yeah let's go that's brilliant and, and I think it's uh, amazing Danielle that you've uh, found a sport or a couple of sports now that you're really enjoying mm-hmm. you know sport for me is my biggest passion and I definitely think there's a sport out there for everyone so it's brilliant to hear uh, that you found that um I just wondered uh you know for both of you what your experiences with sport were like you know when you were younger um you know did you I think Danielle you mentioned you went to a, a sort of a school for division impaired um mm-hmm. you know what sort of sports did you play when you were younger did you kind of have any sporting idols at all growing up so I think the closest I came to a sporting idol was Gary Lineker's Walker's Crisps advert. Actually. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, um, apart from being blind, I was um, actually I was diagnosed with ME in two thousand and seven, um, but that that was something that really started in childhood. Um, after having surgery, I never really sort of ever got better, um, but it happened very very. You know, I think I was about eight years old at the time. Um, 
and at the time I also had a, a really um not the greatest PE teacher at school you know she'd tell me I was lazy tell me I was fat and all these kinds of things and you know at, at you know <laughs> maybe I I mean I know that I definitely need to to lose weight at the moment but at that time I was a child I was not overweight at all but when you're blind you don't have that kind of point of reference of being able to look at yourself and look at other people and realize that actually there's nothing wrong with you so I grew up thinking that I was rubbish at sport and I grew up thinking that I was lots of things that actually I wasn't um and basically spent my entire school um PE situations trying to skive off and hide and not want to put myself out there because you know why would you want to when people say things like that to you and not not just you know peers and you know fellow you know kids and whatever you know the teachers as well and you know they should have known better quite honestly but you know it is what it is and it's done now so um but honestly it, it's just not sport has always been a thing for me it's been my sort of nemesis um and it's just been something that I've always been convinced that I'm absolutely rubbish at um but we went to the uh novice tournament for goalball uh just over a week ago and my team won gold and I got player of the day and so for me you know people people have won medals and they, they can sometimes be a little bit like you know sort of oh yeah well you know done that but for me that 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 really did <laughs> make my year honestly because I've never won anything when it comes to sport and I just thought oh you know never never going to achieve that there's always going to be something in life that you want to achieve that you can't um and I'd, I'd kind of accepted that so to come back with two medals that honestly if I stopped playing tomorrow I, I would have made my dream already so well, that's that's brilliant to hear and it's also great how uh you know as you mentioned your experiences with sport perhaps weren't the best when you were younger um perhaps obviously wasn't helped by having some negative role models like that PE teacher who I hope didn't stick mm. around in the teaching for very long uh, but it sounds like you, <laughs> you know, found a, a great group of, of people at, at Cloyster Warriors that you know obviously you, you obviously get on well with and, and have encouraged you to, mm. to be active and, and now you've found a couple of sports that you you know are, are doing well at and, and enjoying mm. as well so that's that's you know fantastic to hear um, and for yourself Tom what you know what was your sort of uh, you know uh, upbringing like with, and, and uh, playing sports you know when you're a very active child um yeah so i was um probably the complete uh sort of mirrored opposite of danielle really um always had been into sport and it really didn't matter what it was whether it involved a ball or not um sports were there um so my visual impairment wasn't really uh picked up as a child or at least it wasn't too bad as a child it's more in my teenage years it became bad um so yeah through school i used to play football um Basketball, really, any, anything I could, I could sort of take part in gymnastics. Um, one of the first people in my class to do a backflip. <laughs> so yeah, my little tip of my I can own believe hat. that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, and then uh, I got got into my teenage years. Yeah, visual impairment started to set in, so I'd done a natural thing and took up martial arts. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and I've done sort of kickboxing, jujitsu, etc., etc. I've done you know a few different uh, martial arts. Um, then I became a grown-up and had to start work, so I stopped sports, really. <laughs> um, done some work, and then, yeah, my, my eyesight really degraded, so I had to sort of hang up my chef knives. I used to be a chef. Um, 
and then yeah, that's that's when I found Goldwall and, and then went from uh, somebody who was quite reclusive, wouldn't talk to anybody, didn't own a phone for quite some time, uh, to somebody you really struggle to, to stop talking now. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, I do like a chit chat now. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, and uh, if we come back to showdown, so uh, you mentioned earlier, obviously uh, about um, you know Croystock Warriors is uh, at the moment sort of the main club in the UK, but there's plans to hopefully you know grow the game and potentially um, play at the Ipswich World Games next year. Um, what uh, tournaments currently exist, um, both domestically and internationally, for the game? Um, so. <laughs> Uh, do you want to go, Danielle? No, I was just going to say domestically at the moment, there isn't really anything um, because obviously we are the only club currently in the UK. Um, but certainly in terms of Europe, I mean, Showdown is played in about 37 countries uh, all around the world. And we are the 21st country in Europe to be able to do that. Um, so, you know, that there, there are European competitions and obviously there is the Ipswich World Games as well. Um but domestically at the moment until some other clubs can uh, can uh, you know catch on and join us we we um you know play against each other and it's it's wicked fun but obviously there's always room to grow and that was really the reason that I contacted you Aaron because I just thought you know come on guys we need to we need to do this <laughs> absolutely i think uh, you know one of the challenges of any new sport uh is getting word out there um so you know it's always great to hear about new things i mean uh, i'm visually impaired myself but i had never heard of showdown i'd like to think i have a really good knowledge of visually impaired sports as well um but I, yeah this was the first time that so you know thank you for opening my eyes to uh something new that's out there definitely something i you know i'd be up for trying at some great. point um, yeah, and how about internationally <laughs> do you guys know of any international tournaments at the moment um, yeah, so internationally, there are. It, it seems to be fair if we look at the calendar. There seems to be always a European Championship going on somewhere, <laughs> you know, whether it's in France or Germany, Prague or you know wherever. Um, any any country, any city, there just seems to be something going on. Um, I mean, with that respect, and I don't want to make Danielle nervous or anything, but uh, with just a few quick forms, we could potentially put a team into any of those. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, we did have our eye on one in December, but we feel that with the um, workload of the club at the moment, uh, that may be a, a bridge too far. However, early in the new year, who knows? Who knows? <laughs> Danielle? I'd <laughs> be up for it, no doubt. I don't, yeah, it would be an amazing experience. Excellent. Brilliant. I mean, uh, sorry, sorry, Darren. Uh, with uh, European Championships, there would be obviously qualification and that kind of thing to go through uh, to uh, take part in these sort of main European uh, events, if you like. Um, but if you was to sort of go over to, for argument's sake, France, I mean, our neighbours, if you like, um, you, you know, you'd be able to sort of put a team into their league. They'd be pretty open to that. We've had discussions with them already. Um, so essentially, our players and any any players that wish to join Showdown could be sort of uh, European battle tested uh, before the uh, English <laughs> league is even live, you know. So essentially, although there might not be a mass of Showdown opportunities in this country just yet, um, there is still Showdown opportunities uh, if you just travel the other way, <laughs> if you like. Mm. I suppose I wanted um, to go on Eurostar. 
<laughs> yeah, not, nice uh, tr chance for a trip abroad, isn't it? So yeah. uh, <laughs> go for it. <laughs> um, and obviously the game is in its infancy in the UK at the moment, but in what countries um, has the game been played for a long time and where do they have a you know thriving sort of uh, competition? Uh, so I would say, obviously, um, you know, Canada, America, South America, and it was uh, showdown was one of the things that was um, demonstrated at the the South American Pan World Games in Mexico in nineteen ninety nine. Australia play a kind of version of showdown. They call it Swish, which always amuses me because you know I <laughs> I consider the word Swish to be quite you know docile and you know dainty as it were and if you if you listen to a game of showdown being played it's it's quite loud um <laughs> it's definitely a bit of an oxymoron going on there but um we went to uh the site village exhibition in london last week and there were a couple of people there from germany and one of them said you know he said oh i i know that uh showdown's played in germany so i definitely want to have a go um uh obviously as tommy said france i believe we are the 21st european country to start playing showdown and then there's another 16 all around the world um, outside of europe as well so there's definitely a following going on and are there certain people who are known as being the best players in the world you know the likes of the, the you know, roger federer's of showdown if you like <laughs> tommy i have no idea <laughs> yeah so um the checks tend to be very very good um just as a stereotype and from what I've seen, the Polish tend to be really pioneering. They have a lot of young sort of up and coming players who are trying a lot of new things on the table. Um, I've not seen any of the American teams yet, just more of the European teams. Um, and the Germans tend to play a very powerful game. Um, so, yeah, there, there's definitely um, sort of trends, if you like, from each country. But if you was to look for standouts, I'd probably say the Czechs stand out quite a lot. And who's the best player at Croissant Warriors? <laughs> Danielle. <laughs> cool. That's that's good. Well. I mean, that's you know definitely a big uh, you know uh, uh, accolade to have, Danielle. <laughs> yeah, it is, and you know, Tommy and I argue about this because I, um, <laughs> I say to him like, I I don't think that's right. I don't think it is. I think it's just you know, it's luck. It's not. You know, it's it's not solid in my mind, certainly, but uh, he definitely sees something in me that I haven't quite got around to seeing yet, but I'm working on it. Good. Well, I think, you know, uh, you know, it sounds like your recent experience of getting into goalball and um, uh, showdown of, you know, doing good things for yourself with Steam. And hopefully, you know, yeah, as you definitely. continue to play more, you know, your sports will help, you know, show, you know, the amazing things that, you you know, you can go on and achieve. So, um, you know, good luck with, you know, with your goal ball and, and your showdown. And I'm sure you can achieve some really great things. Um, Danielle, what reasons would you give to anyone who hasn't played the game? Um, what reasons would you give for them to uh, give it a try? Well, I mean, primarily, why not? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Um, I think there are quite a few people um, in the vision pad world who are quite scared of the likes of Goldball because, you know, it's very um, contact based um, and, you know, it's, it's quite scary. But, you know, with Showdown, OK, so you have to wear an eye mask, but, you know, it's a table sport. 
it's not you're not involving your entire body in it you know um also you know it's good to get out of a bit of aggression sometimes and you know hitting a ball as hard as you like is definitely going to do that um and the social aspect of it is massive um and it's just you know as I said before it's just I haven't seen anybody that has had a go and thought oh okay so you know maybe that shot didn't go as well as I wanted it to never mind I'll leave it now you know people just seem to get hooked in and the, the competitive aspect of it is is just really really good fun um and you know meeting new people and learning new things is never a bad thing is it and what are the key skills that make up a good uh, showdown player i mean Tommy can probably tell you more but i would imagine you know your sort of ability to you know use your hearing and and track where the ball is on the table your reflexes in terming in terms of getting to the ball before it you know arrives in your goal um and I guess, you know, your ability to sort of, you know, plan, you know, what what you want to achieve in terms of your shots and things like that. Those are the sort of three things that I would say. And um, a question for both of you to finish on. Um, what are your hopes for the future of the game? I just want more people to play with, honestly. And, you know, I... I think that, as I, I sort of said at the beginning, there are so many visually impaired people out there who have heard of Showdown but not had the um, opportunity to try it. And, you know, everyone seems to really want to. Um, and, and, you know, I just want that to be possible for everybody because, you know, it's, it's great fun. <laughs> and finally, if anyone's interested in playing Showdown or coming along to Cross Up Warriors, um, how can they get in touch? So you can email us um, at croisutwarriors at outlook.com. That's C-R-O-Y-S-U-T-T, warriors at outlook.com. Or you can find us on Twitter at croisutwarrior without the S on the end. Or you can find us on Facebook at croisutwarriorsgoalball. Brilliant. Well, uh, thank you very much for coming on the podcast, guys. It's been uh, brilliant learning about a completely new uh, sport that I had no idea that existed, uh, despite, you know, having been part of the vision impaired community for a long time now. So thank you very much for, uh, yeah, telling me about something new. Um, it's great to hear about the amazing things you're doing in bringing the new game over to the UK. Um, and Danielle, it's been uh, amazing to hear about your story and your sporting journey and, and your recent discovery of, you know, some sports that you're enjoying and, and thriving at so uh good luck uh you know with the, the your future uh with your participation in those um and you know please keep us updated uh you know with how the game goes and um yeah i look forward to catching up again maybe one day and, and uh hearing how how things are going thanks very much aaron it's been great i hope you enjoyed that interview with danielle and tom and learning about showdown the next episode of the podcast will be released on the 11th of December, so make sure you check it out. And as always, thank you for listening.